Beyond the Beltway. This is Bruce Dumont with our weekly analysis of national politics with occasional injections of rumor and innuendo, all offered up by our panel of political insiders, pundits, power brokers, public servants, and most importantly, plain-speaking Americans from coast to coast. Tonight, featuring Tom and Jerry by Republican economist Mike Miller of DePaul University and Democrat attorney Jacob Meister, and a little bit later on in the broadcast, William Cressy, Professor Fraud, one of the country's leading experts on election law. And again, I'm Bruce Dumont. Thanks very much for joining us. Uh, we are at the, uh, I want to say we're at the end of campaign 2020, but I don't think we really are. <laughs> but we're certainly the final broadcast before uh, at least uh, election day, although uh, election ballots will probably be coming in for a while. We'll talk about that uh, as the program unfolds this evening. But again, uh, we've spent a long time, actually probably about a year and a half now, talking about uh, the big decision that people will make, whether to send Donald Trump back to the White House for another four years or give Democrats uh, an opportunity, Joe Biden being the Democrat in in, in mind at the moment. And uh, these are the things we're going to be talking about. We've got two guests in studio in hour number one. They disagree on politics. I've asked them, as I have asked the last a guest for the last several weeks on this program to focus their uh, their excitement about their candidate uh, without denigrating uh, the opposition. That's worked out pretty well. And uh, then a little bit later on in the program, we're going to be joined by William Cressy, who's going to give us an update on, on the balloting and how ballots are going to be counted, which states are going to be open late. And again, it's, it's very complex at this time, given the U.S. Supreme Court and, and state court decisions. Uh, but we'll bring you up to date on that. And then later later on, we're going to be hearing from a lot of people who've been a guest on this program over the years, over the past year, giving their last minute assessment of what's going to happen. And in about 45 minutes... I am going to give uh, my prediction as to what's going to happen uh, next uh, Tuesday, and I will select and and report to you my final prediction for campaign 2020, and uh, I will look forward to sharing that with you, and I'm sure you will disagree with a lot of what I have to say, but uh, that's what this program is all about. Uh, Mike Miller, I want to begin with you. You are are an economist. You're a Republican. We should mention for those that uh, do not recall uh, your appearances on this program, which have been for many years now. Four years ago, you uh, did not vote uh, for Donald Trump. You're a Republican generally, but you didn't vote for Donald Trump. You didn't like him at the time. Uh, You've shared with me that you are going to vote for him or you have already voted for him this year. Um, and your area of expertise is the economy and what's happening uh, in the economic world. So let, let's begin with you. I want to take a few minutes to talk okay. about what what is what, in your opinion, how big was the uh, report that came out last week about the GMP? It was excellent news for the economy. Uh, certainly a lot of people are still being left behind, and that's why we can never have another shutdown <clears throat> as we uh, uh, move forward. Uh, that was uh, maybe the greatest policy mistake ever. But, you know, in looking at candidates, I weigh costs and benefits, just like an economist is trained to do. The reason I didn't care for Mr. Trump last time was because of his lack of experience and his position on trade. But after watching him for three and a half years, I'm I'm convinced that even with his abrasive personality, uh, he's not my guru. He's not my advisor. He's my president. How bad was he on uh, the trade issue? Well, uh, how we, bad? Because I know you were very concerned about that. Uh, did it turn out to be worse than you thought? No, it did not. Uh, partly because the Chinese have, in a sense, they, they've cried uncle. Uh, the Chinese have been bad players all along, and it's just that economic theory shows us that that unilateral changes to policy aren't beneficial to the country that imposes them, which would be the United States. 
and there's not much there's no economic evidence that we have mm. we have benefited economically from his uh econo- his uh, tariff policies but we have not had a dramatic t- decline at all caused by his policies and we may have a political win in that people now will be much more careful in terms of how they deal with trade but there's the important thing to me is that when we look at his economic policy which includes deregulation uh it, it, there's two ways that you can look at the economy, and I think the two parties mm-hmm. differ quite dramatically. The first is the Republicans want to make the biggest possible mm-hmm. pie, and that will make more for everyone. And the Democrats are more concerned with how the pie is uh, divvied up. Okay, I'm going to follow up on that in a little bit, but I do want to sure. bring Jacob Meister into the program. He's the Democrat. And, Jacob, <laughs> there's a long list of things that I know you dislike about the president. But but focus, if you will, on what is it about Joe Biden that gives you great I assume it's great confidence that he can be a above average, if not great president. Well, you know, as we talked about when I was on in August, Mm -hmm. I said this is going to be an election about character. And it's for the heart and soul of our country. We've got a president who has stirred up some of the worst uh, strife in our country's history. Some people have compared it to the period prior to the Civil War where there is anger and hatred, sexism, racism, xenophobia, you name it down the list. We see the president who at the first debate following my my appearance in, in mm-hmm. August, um, you know, stirred up, you know, you know, going after white nationalist groups and saying stand down. And this is about the heart of America. And I think what we are seeing is that folks are judging based on character. Joe Biden is known, tested, true. He's been a statesman. He has great foreign policy experience. He um, he is going to bring calm to the storm and he's going to be a president for everyone. And that is what this country needs. He's a moderate. You know, on the left, he's criticized for being, you know, too moderate. Um, I think the president has tried to make him out to be some type of Marxist, let me, let me ask which you, is just absurd. Jacob, let me ask you the question, though. If, if you're talking about unity, let's talk about the unity that he could bring or might try to bring. To the Democratic Party, and you certainly know because uh, there were a lot of people who didn't think he would be a very good candidate, and they uh, made up, uh, you know, those that that challenged him in the primary. So uh, there's a lot of people that think he is too moderate, and so maybe he won't even be able to keep peace in the Democratic Party. Well, I mean, that's going to be that's going to be the trick for Joe Biden to figure out. I think he's going to do it. Um, you know, right now you have even the those who are <clears throat> avid Bernie supporters saying, you know what, the country needs this. Our institutions are at stake and are at risk. We've got a president who just this weekend said, um, well, if we don't win it at the ballot box, we're going to win it with my Supreme Court nominees. That's politicizing the court. It is so destructive of our institutions. He has he has politicized now, homeland security. He's but th- this Jacob, is at the Jacob, core. Jacob, Jacob, but, but when you're 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 going into the negative side. I well, I, I want to. I I know maybe it, it's difficult to do that, and you know I guess if we, if we let uh, Mike uh, run wild, uh, he could probably come up with some uh, doozies about uh, Joe Biden. But let, let, I, so let me let me ask. Uh, 
uh, if I could, no, just no, no, very let me just, no, no, let me just okay. finish. I want to go back to Mike. I want to be uh, fair here and uh, give me. Is there a positive thing about Joe Biden? I, I've, I think I've stated on this show before. I like Joe Biden. I think he's a good man. I've also stated You're both on this from show, Pennsylvania. I, I'm, I'm from Pittsburgh. I'm a, I'm a city boy from uh, from Pittsburgh. I, um, mm-hmm. I'm convinced. Had he been the candidate in 2016, he would be president right now. He would have beaten Trump because Hillary was such a terrible candidate, and he would have been a better candidate. We've got to pause. We've got to pause. Each of you go to your corners, 1-800-723-8029, from coast to coast and border to border and around the world at beyondthebeltway.com. I'm Bruce Dumont. For some, news is about their opinions. We believe the news should give you the facts without bias, so you can form your own. We believe in news, not talk. Facts, not opinions. News Nation is on every night at 7 p.m. on WGN America to give you the information you need. Everyone calls it the news, but we'll actually deliver on it. Seven nights a week in primetime. Find your local channel by going to WGNAmerica.com. News Nation. It's your news, your nation. Your tween made you see. We are the boy It's painful concert number three. We are the boy band. We're five and nineteen. We are the boy band. Always singing on key. You love your kids enough to take them to see their favorite uh, band. Love them enough to make sure they're buckled up in the back seat. Show them you love them. Keep them safe. Visit nhtsa.gov/slash/the-right-seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Fever is a leading symptom of the coronavirus, so take your temperature twice a day with the Exergen Temporal Scanner. It's quick and easy to use, and its accuracy is backed by more than 80 clinical studies. Have your family start and end their day with the only home thermometer used and recommended by hospitals, doctors, and nurses. Your family can take their temperatures in seconds to know where they stand in the fight against COVID-19. Protect your family from the spread of this deadly disease and stay safe with Exergen. KFC's Colonel Sanders here. We all love sitting down to a home-cooked meal with family, but there's rarely enough hours in the day to do the cooking. So let me do the cooking for you. Well, not me personally, that's just a turn of phrase. Your KFC will do the actual cooking. The point is, let someone else do the home cooking for you. Come to KFC and pick up a $20 fill-up. That's eight pieces of chicken or 12 tenders and all the fixings to feed your family. Order ahead or use contactless delivery at KFC.com. Limited time only at participating locations. Only prices may vary. Tax and substitutions extra. Delivery service and additional fees apply. It may not be stomach issues. For me, it's intense gas or pain or diarrhea, sometimes all at once, over and over. I spent years with the symptoms but could never figure it out. No matter what I did, they never went away. So I decided to break it down for my doctor and get really specific about my symptoms. We discovered that exocrine pancreatic insufficiency, or EPI, may be the reason for my stomach issues. EPI is caused by my pancreas. It leads to diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, unexplained weight loss, and oily stools. The symptoms just don't go away. But EPI can show up with even one symptom. The good news? EPI is manageable. But to get to the right diagnosis, you have to break it down for your doctor and get specific about the severity of your symptoms. Visit IdentifyEPI.com to learn more and use the symptom checker to help change the conversation with your doctor. Brought to you by AbbVie. Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining us on Open Road Radio on WCGO Radio, 1590 AM and 95.9 FM. 
Bruce Dumont back. Thanks very much for joining us. Uh, let's go to phones. Let's go to Steve listening to us in El Paso, Texas on KTSM. Go ahead, Steve. You're on the air. Oh, hi. Uh, I'm just asking if um, if Joe Biden actually wins uh, because of the laptop scandal uh, and the money from overseas people, like from China, Ukraine, and things like that, that uh, there's enough there that the investigation, which could happen during the lame duck period, there's enough there so he doesn't become president. And um, because unlike the impeachment, which had no basis, there seems to be plenty of basis here. Okay, well, I think in that so particular case, I, I think in that particular case, you'd have to have uh, an investigation by a Democratic House, which brings articles of impeachment against uh, uh, the incoming president. And then you would have the, the Senate, either the existing Senate or most likely a new Senate, which may have more Democrats. They would have to vote to remove well, uh, Joe well, Biden why, becoming why, the president. Why, why? Not likely to happen. Well, why couldn't he? Why couldn't he be indicted prior to uh, him assuming uh, the job? Because I don't believe the investigation is anywhere near complete. And I'll let uh, Jacob respond to it. He's an attorney. Let him respond. Well, I mean, at this point, there's no charges. I don't even know what that is. I mean, the, the allegation maybe is that there were, you know, there was demonstration of conflicts of interest as a result of his son's economic activity. But even that's a very, very, very loose and uh, disputed uh, issue. So it, I don't see anything that's that's even been alleged criminally. But it's not criminally. I agree. But it's a it's a corruption issue. Uh, he uh, Biden has stated explicitly that he knew nothing of his son's ac- activities. And that interview with Bobolinsky, which was very impressive, he has all the data. He has all the emails, which were not created by him, but by others. The evidence is perfectly clear that Joe Biden knew about these activities and he lied about it. Now, I don't know if there's anything criminal there, but they talk about the big guy getting his cut. Where's that money? Did he maybe take some of the money and didn't declare it on his taxes? We don't know. We don't know. And and certainly that cur- all would have to cur- be investigated. You- and that could take no. years. Are you curious about that at all, Jacob? Um, sh- Yes, yes. I mean, I think public mm-hmm. corruption is something that is is an issue always, yeah. and it's it's been it's plagued it's plagued this country yes. for for a long time. I, do I believe that? Do I even believe that this laptop is an actual laptop that belonged to Joe Biden's son, and it wasn't? I mean, it's the Rudy Giuliani connection. You got all of there's these. no doubt. I, I'm there's, understanding there's no doubt that it's. His laptop. I, I, they mean, have his signature. They called to ask for it back. You know, I don't think any of this I, is in, in, in – see, that, that's the one difference is the only network that's covering this is one, and that's Fox. Correct. And these are facts that are not in dispute. They actually well, have pictures. Fox is fake news, you know. Okay. Yeah, you can say what to you, you wish. Do you? Well, to, yeah. Well, it I, is mean, to to, some, yeah, to, I, I, I mean, some people say I'm, I'm that the at, New York Times is fake. Okay, news. let's right, look at. Right. Let's just take one <laughs> other name. I'll throw at one. What about Glenn Greenwald, a lefty, a Pulitzer Prize winning uh, a writer who has made it perfectly clear that the press has completely blown their 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 credibility, not only by the Russia deal but also by this thing with Hunter Biden. I'm not convinced that, by the way, that he's done that that Joe has done anything illegal. But the lack of, of interest and curiosity on the part of the, of the press regarding this particular matter is extremely disturbing. 
Mm-hmm. And the only place I can go get things which I think I can trust are people like Michael Tracy and Glenn Greenwald, of all people, because mm-hmm. they seem to be the only people that have okay. pure journalistic in, uh, integrity I, and curiosity. Gentlemen, I want to follow up on this uh, a little bit later on. We're going to be joined by John Cass of the Chicago Tribune, Ooh. and I want Ooh. to talk about media-related issues at that point. But let's go to New Hampshire. Thanks very much for your call, uh, Steve, in, in Texas. Let's go to another Steve. He's in uh, Grantham, New Hampshire. Go ahead, Steve. Yeah, hi, Bruce. Thank you. Uh, Mike, you were talking about, well, a few things. First of all, I agree. What Hunter did was unseemly, but I have a feeling it was nothing illegal. And it's unlikely that uh, Biden was involved with it, but it was wrong. Uh, As it relates to, you you indicated on trade policy with China. How do you excuse, other than for peak of 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 Trump that we immediately got out of the trade uh, Trans Pacific Partnership, which would have actually been a legitimate yeah. leverage on China. Right. I, I don't. See, and I, I'm a Trump supporter. Yeah. I don't support everything he's done. As I never supported any president completely. This I, the trade is right. an issue, but you know you weigh the total cost and the total benefits, and I think his benefits okay. outweigh his right. costs. So the next question. All right. Next question. How do you believe a president who has lied over twenty thousand times? Well, I'll tell you, um, yes, does he lie? But, you know, it's the idea of is it what we is it what he says or what is it what he means? And he, he seems to lie, but not in terms of things that truly matter. Like, uh, you know, you could well, keep your doctor. COVID? But but he, I'm you found how, old how enough. How about COVID? Where, where, he where, didn't where, lie Woodward about COVID. Tapes. He clearly, he, of course he, he did. He, he told Woodward he, this is really serious. And he told of course the public he said it was serious. It's going to go away. But no one knew at the time when that was recorded, that was in January. No one, even Fauci, no one, the WHO knew that this was as serious as it is. But let's think February 7th. We have one week difference. Okay, a week difference. We still didn't know in February that it was as bad as we think it, that we now know that COVID could be. Understand something. Just I, I, You sound old enough to remember. Do you remember a guy named William Sapphire? And William Sapphire. Sure. It talked about a woman named Hillary Clinton. And do you know what he called her in the late 1990s? A congenital liar. Politicians, almost by their very nature, are congenital liars. Trump maybe takes it to an art form. But what matters is the policy decisions. The man's character is certainly in question. But what you care about is what does he do for the country? Does he get us peace in the Middle East? Of course, the answer is yes. Does he avoid a war with North Korea? Yes. The answer is yes. Does he get the, well, the Europeans uh, to pay more for their own defense? The answer is yes. Is he trying to get us out of wars okay. in, in places we shouldn't be? The answer is yes. Let's let Steve policy. What about Wait a minute. Before COVID. Jacob, Jacob. Let, let me moderate the show okay. and you can answer the questions and we'll come back to you in a moment. I want to go back to Steve, however, and see if you can respond to some of the things that Mike just had to say about uh, uh, about allies paying their fair share of NATO, things like that. Does he get any or, or does okay. he does he get credit for anything? Any, does he get credit for anything well, that's happened I, I, in the last four years? Well, I, no, I think I would give him a little bit of credit, though. The real reason is Israel is making deals with other countries in the Middle East is because it's in their best interest to do so. No, it's but the Arabs. It's in their best interest. Possible. Let them finish. Let them finish. Yeah, yeah, sorry. No, it's in Israel's best interest in the Arab countries that are involved. Mm-hmm. So I will give him some credit on that. I will give him credit on criminal justice reform. I only mm-hmm. wish it was more. Yeah. However, I want to, uh, as it relates to... Uh, he coddles to the autocrats 
and dictators and makes enemies of our of our long-term allies. As it relates to COVID, which you clearly did not take my uh, point, he, he, to my surprise, in on his and the Woodward tapes, actually understood how serious this would be. Now we didn't have answers at that time. No, he would. It was political malpractice on his part. He'd be winning an election easily if he had spoken to the American public, said, "This is serious. We don't know the best way of approaching it, but here are some ideas, and we will promise to keep you informed as we learn more." That's all he had to do. I, instead, I, go ahead. I, I yeah, would. I would accept ego. He, he couldn't do it. Okay. I, I'll buy most I'll of what you said. Me Here's too. my only issue with that. And that is when Mr. Trump closed the border to the travel from China and closed the border from travel from Europe, he was called a xenophobe and overreacting and a racist because no one believed at the time, which I believe was late February, that it was as bad as it, as it was going to become. So you can't tell me that he knew something that no one else knew and had he said, this is a terrible thing, I'm convinced that they would have attacked him because there was no scientific okay. evidence okay, at now, the time. Jacob, that Jacob, was true. I disagree. I disagree. Jacob That's Meister. rewriting history. As a matter of fact, I was, I was one who weeks before he did anything said he needs to do something decisive and shut down flights. I never, I, I never. That's I, you. That's not. Well, the no, Democrats. there were plenty of people out there. There were plenty of public figures. The, the, the governor of the state of Illinois. You know, was saying we we need we need decisive federal action, and now we're finding out, as NBC reported, that as early as November of 2019, U.S. intelligence, military intelligence, was warning the White House that there was a, a potential pandemic coming out of China, and that information was ignored for mm-hmm. months. And this is a lack, a fundamental lack of leadership, no. because it was it was pandering to the to the financial markets. We could have had a, the what what was at that point an epidemic kept as an epidemic in China, and, and it would have it would have looked a lot more like uh, Ebola. Okay, there was and, the- it would have, if 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 there had been decisive leadership, the United States and the C- CDC has always taken leadership worldwide in calling out pandemics and making sure that the world community was advised. Donald Trump shunned the World Health Organization no. and shamed the World Health Organization and 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 has has shunned scientific advice down the line it is a fundamental lack of leadership did he did he avoid did he avoid the recommendations of his own cdc was the cdc telling him one thing and he wanted to do another thing because the only thing we know about is that people at the cdc including dr fauci Fauci. did not like the idea of shutting down of flights to china uh, the Nancy military, Pelosi. Military intelligence. Nancy, inte- no, 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 no. I'm asking. I'm asking you. The CDC. The CDC did not think that was a good idea. The president did. Were lives saved because of that? Yes or no? Not enough. I mean, we have no, a no, pandemic. We, not we have a pandemic. How many? We've got two thousand people. But we have the worst record in the world. How many in terms were saved? How countries. many were saved? We don't know the answer to the question. But don't tell me that no lives were saved when he shut down traffic 
uh, to uh, China and then uh, to Europe. Opinions are everywhere when you watch the news. But what about your opinion? Why can't you just get the facts to decide for yourself? News Nation is on every night at 7 p.m. on WGN America, a nightly newscast in primetime that doesn't tell you what to think. Seven nights a week, News Nation will deliver you news, not talk. Facts, not opinions. Find your local channel by going to WGNAmerica.com. It's your news, your nation. Hope you enjoyed your meal. And I just want to say, he's lucky to have a brother like you. Lucky? Caring for my brother is far from easy. But he's a part of me, like my arms and legs, so I'll be his. No time for tired. Nothing can disable this love. He needs me, but I'm the lucky one, even though I need help now and then. If you're caring for a loved one, visit aarp.org caregiving for care guides and community. Support for your strength. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. Have you noticed that well-known and controversial talk show hosts have recently been censored on the Internet by corporate and political interests? This is Clyde Lewis from Ground Zero Radio. And in order to counter against the suppression of information, we've decided to create our own private digitalized playground called Aftermath.media. It's an exclusive online multimedia library featuring videos, movies, audio clips, archive shows, e-books, e-magazines, documents, and so much more. Our news aggregator, Newsifer, provides current news relating to many of the topics we cover. We'll also be hosting other Ground Zero-friendly podcasts like Into the Parab. Normal with Jeremy Scott and The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. Aftermath.media has a social media platform along with a chat room to interact with many of our listeners. And about once a month, you can chat with me about anything. Mobile apps for Android and Apple are now available. The monthly subscription for Aftermath.media is only $9.99 a month. This includes exclusive access to our library and Ground Zero Archive podcasts. If you're just interested in having access to the Archive podcast, it's only $4.99 a month. So sign up today by going to Aftermath.media. Again, that's Aftermath.media. It's me, your heart. High blood pressure is serious. And if you think I'm just going to keep ticking away, you're wrong. I can quit whenever I want, but I like my job. Just treat me better. Maybe we can do some exercise on occasion. After all, we're in this together. Don't let your heart quit on you. High blood pressure can lead to a stroke, heart attack, or death. Get yours to a healthy range before it's too late. Find out how at heart.org slash blood pressure. A message from the American Heart Association, the American Stroke Association, and the Ad Council. I didn't want to talk. She just sat with me. That was all I really needed. We got back. One day he called me out of the blue. And it's comforting to know that I always can count on him to have my back. She called me from time to time. I really didn't think I needed any help. It took me from being really depressed to feeling like somebody cared to give me some hope. Just that one text. Be there. Your call. Your presence. Your words. Your support. Be there and help save a life. Learn more about preventing suicide at VeteransCrisisLine.net. Now, Chief, what's all the excitement about? You're listening to Smart Talk. You should get a medal for this. 1590 AM and 95.9 FM. This is a big one. Bruce Dumont back. Thanks very much for joining us. 1-800-723-8029. We'll take a moment now and let each of our guests introduce themselves. And we begin with Mike Miller. Mike. Good evening. I have a Ph.D. from the University of Pittsburgh in 1980, and I've had one job since then. I'm an associate professor of economics at DePaul, and, and one of the great things in my life is to be able to teach young people the economic way of thinking. Were you surprised that the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette today endorsed Donald Trump for a president? A little bit, yeah, because uh, I grew up in Pittsburgh. Everybody in Pittsburgh was a Democrat, but they were more like the Scoop Jackson type yeah. of Democrat, John Kennedy type Democrat. 
And I was a Democrat up until the early 1980s, and then the the, the uh, party left me. Does that and, endorsement, uh, does a newspaper endorsement mean anything these days? No, I don't think it means much at all. I okay. think people get their, their views from each other and, and maybe from uh, – from some other news, but I don't think they get it from newspapers. Jacob Meister, tell us who you are. I'm a, uh, a lawyer. I practice in Chicago. i um, primarily a litigator, but also I do civil rights law. I'm the founder of a not-for-profit organization called the Civil Rights Agenda, which is a statewide mm-hmm. LGBT advocacy group um, and been very active in politics, more, more campaigns and races than I can think of. Okay. Let's go back to calls. Let's go to Kendall listening to us in western South Dakota. Where are you calling from, Kendall? Are you there? Wendell, are you there? Western South Dakota. Going once. Maybe Rapid City. Going twice. Let's see. Are you there? Wendell? Okay. Let's go to Eric in Rio Linda, California on line three. Hi. Hi. Thanks for taking my call. Thank you, Eric. Uh, Go ahead. I, I am so sick and tired of hearing liberals, leftists, talk about Trump being racist and and sexist and all this other name-calling. That's They're good at that. And also, it's the Saul Alinsky Marxist communist concept. I have this little booklet from, uh, oh, what's his name? Used to be a leftist, now he's a conservative. But um, David it's Horowitz? so clear. It's all laid out. Pardon? David Horowitz? Is that maybe who it is? Yes, David Horowitz, mm-hmm. right. He, he, he sent me this little booklet, and what the left is doing is precisely what's he, what he laid out in this little booklet about, uh, well, Obama you know, studied with Saul Alinsky or whatever, knew him. Uh, it's all this, say it enough times, and people believe it. Eric, let me ask so you a he's question. Over and over. Eric, let me ask you a question. Uh, after the election, whether it's next Tuesday or, or next week sometime, uh, the results will, will be finalized. When they are finalized... Uh, it's possible that like 50% of the people in the country are going to be furious and maybe 50% are going are to love it. What would you, what would you recommend uh, to, to bring the country? I don't want to say together because we're never going to have everybody together, but how do we begin to have a, a, a country where the dialogue between people who think Joe Biden is terrific and the people that think Donald Trump is terrific how do we begin a conversation after the election uh, to try to bring the country back together to a, to some degree of civility? What's your answer? You know, my answer is politicians need to stop lying. I am so tired and a name calling. I'm so t- if that would happen, that would help a whole lot to get the country back together. Us on the right are so tired of hearing negative news. Oh, uh, and then Nora O'Donnell talks about how she's fair and concerned and all this other garbage. And all she says is negative Trump stuff. 
all the time. That's the technique. And this guy tonight, never say anything positive. Even when you're confronted directly with something good Trump did, you never agree he's done anything positive. All right, it Jake, makes me sick. Stay on the line. Jacob, respond to Eric. And what would you add to, uh, to the question that I asked? In terms of, of civility, I mean, how do we have? I, I think this, I mean, whole, this I, whole election is about civility. That's where I started out. I said it. I said it in in August when I was on the show. I say it again. And do you that's think where that this, one? Do you think that one side has be, been more uncivil than the other? Absolutely. Which side? I I, I think Donald Trump has so and I so, totally so demonstrated a lack totally of civility. Agree. No, I mean, I'm it, saying it, in terms of the candidates, in terms of the two candidates. Donald Trump's lack of civility. I mean, the, the things that were yeah. mentioned is name calling. He can't he can't refer to the flu without without making a dig at the Chinese by oh, the who kung flu. It's just it's demoralizing. It is it it it, it, it it's horrible. I mean, he called little you know sleepy Joe Biden, and he's got you know oh, he been, you know he, uh, and it, you know oh come on are you Pocahontas, worried about that Pocahontas? Absolutely, I think okay. it is. I think it is. Yeah, so you're worried about getting it's bullied. You're, you can't, I, I you think can't fight for yourself, and, and so... But, you know, I can, tell you, I, I can tell you... It, Americans somebody, are sick of it. It, it is why we're suburban white me, women are going to go decisively for, for Joe Biden, because we have had enough of of the bullying. You know, okay. right now we're seeing, we're seeing truckloads. We're seeing pickup truckloads full of people. To, uh, uh, just yesterday, a Trump campaign bus... Was surrounded by, by twenty Trump by twenty twenty Trump yeah. groups, and they slowed the vehicle down yeah. on the expressway yeah. to twenty miles an hour. This is intimidation. It's bullying. And and what did the president I, do? He he congratulated those people for going out and saying those are my troops. I, this is wrong, and Americans have had enough of it. We are not taking the bullying. It's open. This is a, this is an election about demanding civility. I I guess. Um, I don't even know where to begin other than I have been called, among other things, deplorable because that's what uh, uh, Hillary called me, a, a basket of deplorables. Uh, of course, every, everybody who supports Trump has been called essentially a Nazi. Everybody who supports Trump has been called a racist. And I resent all three of those. I am not deplorable nor irredeemable. I am not a Nazi just because I support a particular man for president. And I'm not a racist. And I resent anybody who says, and even when I go to my enlightened, uh, many of my enlightened liberal colleagues at the university, I always treat them with respect. And you would not believe the amount of condescension that comes my way. I find that everything in terms of civility is the other way. Not Certainly, Mr. Trump is a thin-skinned blowhard, as maybe many people who are in construction in New York are. However, the idea that the idea of incivility is somehow uh, uh, something on the right against the left and solely that is almost laughable I because mean, I, I've lived it. How many times I, can I will, you be called a Nazi? You. I mean, I've seen plenty of people on the left who... who well, I get tired of it. But it's not... It, it, I'm talking about what comes from the leadership, from the top. And I see Donald Trump. I see Donald Trump. And you can say, I mean, Bruce, you said, oh, well, you mean you're talking about the bullying. You have to have thicker skin than that. No, that's where it starts. It starts. He is from... a bull. He is a bully. He's demonstrated it. He goes. I mean, it, it, it's 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 down the line. I, I see. I see Joe Biden having been a gentleman. 
having been, uh, you know, uh, I, I his, told you, I like Joe. I, I and I Four think that's ago. what this country needs, and that's where mm. by why white suburban women are going to are overwhelmingly coming out in support of of Joe Biden, and it that may be, and and I and, and, you, and I, you, it's you, why the younger why the younger folks his homophobia. His, his no, transphobia I, who, who's is... Ho, who's he's homophobia? not homophobic. Who's homophobic? Donald Trump? He's who? not homophobic. Be specific. I mean, he was... He will not support gay marriage. He is... He, his gay military, marriage... His military, his military has gone gay after... Mar- gay marriage has already passed. Oh, not not if, not if with uh, Amy Comey... Uh, you think Amy so? Barrett, you think Amy? the Supreme Court's going to overturn I, that? I, I, I think... I'll, I'll, make you, I'll make you a $500 bet. It never comes up. $500 right now. That it you know, never comes it up. It never comes up. All the, you know, the Supreme it, it, Court is never going to rule against well, I'm not same-sex gonna, I'm not marriage. I'm not going to make a bet on, on air, but we'll talk afterwards. Well, why uh, not on the air? One thing I find interesting is <laughs> I, I've never, I was not a follower of, of Trump in his television career. In all those years in which he was in the public, he was never called a racist or a, um, uh, mostly importantly, a racist. He was given a, a lifetime award by Jesse Jackson for all of his work in the black community, putting money into the black community. I think it was around 2010 or something like that. And all of a sudden, because of one line regarding some of the uh, people coming across the border in Mexico, he became a racist. And I can assure you that people on my side, we get tired of being called racist just because we will not kowtow to something like the Marxist group Black Lives Matters. Of course, black lives matter, but the group called Black Lives Matter is a Marxist organization. I do not support such a horrible idea. Well, I, and, I, and, I, and, and the trouble the, is, the, I'm the called a racist around, for the that. Throwing around of the term Marxist, I'm an economist. Has, I know what Marxism well, I, is. Well, I understand all, it. Well, I, I understand what Marxism too. To call. Uh, Joe Biden a Marxist? Uh, no, I called Mar- I called. I didn't uh, call there's, him there's, a Marxist. There's Marxists out there, just like there's there, and there's plenty of fascists I, I just, out there I, too on the on on your I, side. I, of I the just table. know. No, I don't think there. Uh, uh, the ideas behind Black Lives Matter, the ideas that are being embraced by many people on the left, are Marxist socialist ideas. I think that's a mistake for the American economy. I think we will get much more economic growth. Socialism never raises economic growth. It only makes people feel better and maybe makes it a little fairer. We do have to pause on that point, and when we come back, I will be offering my final prediction on Campaign 2020. You should form your own opinions when you're presented facts without bias. That's what we call news. Every night at 7 p.m. on WGN America, news has a new primetime home. News Nation, without all the talk and without an opinion, so you can make yours. It's not how it used to be, it's how it should be. News Nation, seven nights a week on WGN America. Find your local channel by going to WGNAmerica.com because it's your news, your nation. Who said that? Me, down here. Ugh, what are you, a yellow booger? I'm a banana slug, Steven. What are you doing in my room? I'm your sense of adventure. It's been a long time since we've had an adventure in the forest. Mom took me to the forest last year. I'm a slug, Steven. It took me a long time to get here. You're right. I should get out. Yeah, the forest is not that far away. Hey, Mom, come to the forest where the more adventurous you lives. Check out discovertheforest.org for cool places nearby. 
Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. What are you doing to keep your nose clean? After all, the nose is your body's air filter, the first line of defense against airborne diseases. I'm Martin Hoke, and I invented Navage, the powered suction nose cleaner. Navage cleans your nose by flushing out allergens, mucus, dust, and germs, including dangerous, infectious germs. So with all the horrible stuff in the air, now's the perfect time to join more than a million Americans who use Navage. It has over 30,000 online reviews, averaging 4.7 stars. Why? Because Navage is easy to use. It's inexpensive, all-natural, drug-free and safe, and most important, it works. Think about it. You wash your hands every day. Maybe it's time to clean your nose, too. Breathe better, sleep deeper, feel, and be healthier. Online at Navage.com and at Target, CVS, Walgreens, Bed Bath, and Rite Aid. Navage, N-A-V-A-G-E. Clean nose, healthy life. Tune in to Married with Microphones. We're JT and Leanne. Each week we discuss real life on the radio from the perspective of a 40-something married couple juggling family, careers, today's challenges, and more. Drink. (laughs) Special guests include (laughs) life coach Boo Archer, sports analyst Mike Thompson, fitness experts, and a whole lot more. We even give each other a relationship report card each week. That's always interesting. Married with Microphones, Saturday night at 6 on WCGO. The Red Door has long symbolized safe havens. That's what the Red Door No-Kill Animal Shelter provides to the hundreds of cats, dogs, and rabbits it rescues annually. Animals are vet-checked, spayed, neutered, microchipped, and current on all vaccines. We are a 501c3 organization promoting respect for animals through education, rescue, shelter, and adoption. Like us on Facebook, visit our website at reddoorshelter.org. Who knows? You might just adopt a new member of the family. It's JT and Leanne. Join us for Heart and Home with Exit Realty. Local listings, market conditions, and opportunity. Sunday afternoons at 4 on Chicago Smart Talk. Bruce Dumont back. Thank you very much for joining us, wherever you're listening from coast to coast and border to border. Uh, A little quick uh, background for those who are relatively new to this program. And that is four years ago when the campaign began, I first referenced that Donald Trump, I thought that Donald Trump could be elected president on November 1st of 2015. 15, okay? Then throughout that campaign, I predicted about virtually every week when the subject came up, I, I, I said that I thought that Donald Trump was one person who could win. And then in the last six to eight weeks of the campaign, I said that Donald Trump would be elected president of the United States. Nobody believed me. Uh, and there was a lot of discussion on this program. I think, uh, Mike is shaking his yeah, head because he remembers you. many of those conversations. <laughs> and, uh, and so what I've done is uh, I've spent the last several weeks actually – several months in, in talking with people on this program and talking with people around the country to come up with what I think uh, is my final prediction. And uh, in, in listening to all of the talking heads today, uh, going from a, a, squeak, uh, a squeaky wind to a landslide, there's a lot of people. There, there isn't anybody who went out and said four years ago that they thought that Donald Trump was an absolute winner 
uh, at the major network level. N- nobody's going that far, but no, everybody's kind of pulling their punch a little bit. Even Chuck Todd today on, on Meet the Press was pulling his punch a little bit as to what the the final result may be because I think they see something happening in the body politic, and it's something that I have seen in the body politic in the last several weeks, but also uh, in the last several months. So without further ado, here is my final prediction for campaign 2020. Ready? Donald Trump wins 277 electoral votes to 261 for Joe Biden. 277 to 261. And as the program unfolds, I'll go through some of those numbers. I want to get people give people a chance to respond to that because we will have guests in the next hour. We're going to be calling us from all over the place to offer their two cents in as well. And I want to just I want to just make a point that um, first of all, Mike, your reaction. Do, by, by the way, where do you agree with that? Do you, do you think Trump does it or not? You know, I, I uh, we talked about this briefly this during the week, and and I have two views. One is if I go strictly by the polls, he's Mr. Trump is going to lose, but I have lost all faith in pollsters as well as the the um, uh, mainstream media who were mm-hmm. running these polls because they just just destroyed their own credibility. In my gut, Mr. Trump is going to win. I can only hope one thing. Whoever wins, I hope it's by a bigger margin than you show. I would hope that it would be 300 plus. If Joe Biden's going to win, I want to see him win by a lot so that there's no doubt that he has won. Of course, I'm hoping to keep the Senate and that he can't do as much damage. But I don't think they keep the Senate. I don't I, think the Republicans I'm, see, keep I'm the I'm hoping Senate. they keep the Senate and then that, that takes care of at least they control the, who would go on the courts and things mm-hmm. like that. But uh, I, I think – I think there's a very good chance you are correct, and my gut tells me you are correct. Jacob, um, you don't have to my agree gut with tells me. To be me on this I program. agree with you that, <laughs> that the Republicans are not going to keep the Senate. Mm, okay. But I, I, I put, I, I think that we've got. I mean, right now, and and I understand the issues with polling from four years ago, mm-hmm. but four years ago, Hillary Clinton was in a downward trajectory week after week after week. It was four points different, which actually came out in the po- in the federal and the national popular yeah. vote about right. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. a, she, right. she she got the, the popular vote right now. Trump is down by 10 on the national pulse. And it has it, it, it Biden has been picking up steam. So the, the trajectory is going in the other direction. And but the and, con- Trump's, but the con- and Trump's approval rating is at 42 percent. And nobody can overcome that. I think we, we we're seeing that. In the swing states, Pennsylvania, Michigan, Wisconsin, Biden is ahead by a minimum of six points. And I think we're going to have some surprises. It's going to come in the form of, and not all of these, but a, a selection of Georgia, North Carolina, Texas, Arizona, Iowa. Uh, Biden's going to pick some of them up. He's going to get over 300 electoral votes. I'm predicting 335. Um, and, you know, which would put... Uh, Trump down in the low so 200s, you're you're that's that's the official Democrat response. You're going to predict that Joe Biden's going to win. I am predicting that Joe which, Biden's going to win. Which, which I, think partisan... if, I think if Donald, there is a pathway for Donald Trump, mm-hmm. and it, it will be just 271. 
<laughs> if he can do it. I'm going to say 277. Is, uh, the pathway is so desperately narrow, and he would have to pull rabbits out of his hat in order to do that, and pollsters would have to be way off, even much, much more off than they were four years ago. I don't think it's going to happen. A 10-point lead, a president at 42 percent, uh, a 10-point a But a 10-point lead, lead, lead basically is New York, California, and right. Illinois. It, right. It's that's that's well, where the no, that, that's that's that, that that's the popular vote, and I think what with, will happen is that early on is uh, I don't see any way that the president gets reelected without carrying Pennsylvania, and the problem is Pennsylvania is one of those states uh, that we're going to be getting votes uh, trickling in and counting uh, after the polls close for several days, so we're really not going to know absolutely positively about Pennsylvania. Now, if there are other states that come in in the eastern time zone that are surprises, like uh, a Florida loss by the president or a North Carolina loss by the president Georgia, or a Georgia loss by the president, then in the eastern time zone, I mean, in the early wave of election night, we're going to know that Donald Trump is not going to be elected. So, again, it's that first time zone, that first rush of voters uh, but again, then the other opportunity for the president to wait until Arizona. But uh, there's not going to be good news out of Arizona if the news is not terrific out of Pennsylvania. I'm Bruce Dumont. We're going to be back with another hour of our discussion. 1-800-723-8289. If you agree or disagree with my predictions, give me a call. 1-800-723-8289. For some, news is about their opinions. We believe the news should give you the facts without bias, so you can form your own. We believe in news, not talk. Facts, not opinions. News Nation is on every night at 7 p.m. on WGN America to give you the information you need. Everyone calls it the news, but we'll actually deliver on it. Seven nights a week in primetime. Find your local channel by going to WGNAmerica.com. News Nation. It's your news, your nation. Jill, why don't you tell the class what you did this weekend? Well, my dad and I went in search of some magical minnows and found a zillion of them in the stream from our lookout rock. Then my sister and I escaped from an evil slug king and went back to my super twig fort for safety. Then we told stories till it got dark and the Big Dipper led us all the way home. Where were you, Jill? We went to the forest. It's not that far away. Ask your parents to take you and your friends to the forest this week. It's closer than you think. Check out discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. Matt always knew he wanted to be a doctor. That's why he makes the most of every day. To study before breakfast. To work hard. To do whatever was necessary to achieve his goal. He found an answer in the military. If you have a passion, a vision for your future in any field, todaysmilitary.com can be your path to a fulfilling career. You have a calling. We have an answer. Find your way at todaysmilitary.com. My name is Bobby. I'm a veteran and lost my leg to a roadside bomb. My victory was going from a wheelchair to becoming a weightlifting champion. I'm Sam. I'm a veteran. My victory was finding a career I can be proud of and supporting my family. America's veterans are on their most important tour, the tour of their lives. I'm a veteran. My victory was going from homeless to home. 
At DAV, we're on a mission to help veterans get the benefits they've earned. I'm a veteran, and my victory was finishing my education. DAV offers veterans of all generations a lifetime of support for victories great and small. My victory was proving that a disability is not a limitation. My victory was getting my service dog a new best friend. We help more than a million veterans every year as they face and conquer their challenges. My victory is being able to be there for my family. When America's veterans win, we all win. Help us support more victories for veterans. Go to DAV.org. Standing up for what's right. Helping out when things go wrong. Seeking the truth and speaking our minds. Not just making records, but breaking them. Leading the way behind the camera, beyond the runway, and on the silver screen. Not just making our mark, but making a difference. Now that's a job for a Girl Scout. Girl Scouts, preparing girls for a lifetime of leadership. AncientLifeOil.com. That's AncientLifeOil.com. Are you stressed? I mean, who isn't? Anxiety creeping in? No, not that. Is sleep hard to attain because your brain just won't slow down? We're living in crazy times, and the fear knob has been turned up. Okay, there's an answer. Take a big breath, exhale, and go log on to ancientlifeoil.com. CBD, broad and full spectrum, organic and non-GMO CBD for you to enjoy. Change your tune from fear to calm. From brain overload to clear thinking, 0.003 THC on full spectrum and 0% THC on broad spectrum. Competitive pricing with the best quality. Also know everything is going to get better. No worries. Be happy. CBD can help calm so your nerves don't think they're a six-string electric guitar. Enjoy life, smile, and log on to ancientlifeoil.com for great CBD. That's ancientlifeoil.com. You'll be glad you did. Smart Talk on WCGO and 95.9 FM. Your home. Bruce Dumont back in hour number two of Beyond the Beltway. Thank you very much for joining us. Uh, in the studio here, we have uh, the ever-popular Jacob Meister. He's a Democrat, and our Republican is Mike Miller from DePaul University. And they remain here in studio with me. And uh, we are now uh, joined... Uh, via Zoom, which has become uh, one of the dominant uh, forces in, in campaign 2020, uh, uh, by William Cressy. William Cressy is a member of the Chicago Election Board. He's also called uh, Professor Fraud because one of his areas of expertise is election law and those people that try to twist it uh, to their benefit. Uh, Professor, nice to have you back with us on uh, Beyond the Beltway. Good to be back, Bruce. Uh as you say, I'm a professor at Governor State University in suburban yes. Chicago, and fraud examination is my specialty. Okay, well, here this isn't necessarily fraud, but I guess it could it it could possibly be fraud, and that is so much has happened in the last uh, week to ten days involving the U.S. Supreme Court and state courts and and cases that are being filed around the country about what happens uh, to votes. Once they hit the polling place, whether they can be counted or not, uh, some states, I understand, are giving up to four or five days to count votes. So I'm wondering if you can give us a summary of, uh, of the major cases over the last couple of weeks and uh, what are the things that conceivably could slow things down on election night? Okay. There are actually a couple of different issues uh, at play. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one I think you're, you're referring to is uh, the, the cases that have been coming up to the Supreme Court 
uh, from the various states with regards to how many days after election day can a state accept mail-in ballots uh, to be counted. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, I uh, did a survey of the 50 states in the District of Columbia, and I found that uh, the vast majority of states, 34 states, require the ballots to have to be received by election day. Anything received after that are not counted. Mm -hmm. uh, the remaining states vary everywhere from one day to California, which is 17 days. Uh, so the, 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 the count out of California, we might not know until just before Thanksgiving. Uh, the, um, now, is that, is that based on legislation or court action in California? Right. That's based on legislation, as I believe, in California. And uh, the, the, the news this week, were the th uh, or the last week and a half or so, the three cases that got up to the U.S. Supreme Court on this issue, uh, coming from uh, Wisconsin, North Carolina, and, uh, and Pennsylvania, where in each of those cases, a court, uh, a, a lawsuit was filed, and a court ruled that there should be additional days after Election Day to receive those ballots through the mail. And the, uh, of the three cases, the Supreme Court uh, was, is two to one. Uh, it said that the cases in uh, Pennsylvania and North Carolina, the, they upheld the court. In mm -hmm. Pennsylvania, they extended three days. In North Carolina, it was nine days. In Wisconsin, the uh, the court there uh, wanted to extend it six days, and the Supreme Court said, no, it stays at Election Day. Now, here's, I think, it, now, these things come up to the Supreme Court on an mm -hmm. expedited basis. There right. are very few briefs filed. Uh, there's very uh, short opinions, if any, issued. It seems the breakdown is this. The cases from Pennsylvania and North Carolina came out of the Supreme Courts of those states. The case out of Wisconsin came out of the federal court. Um, Article 1, Section 4, the United States Constitution essentially places the making of election procedure for federal elections in the hands of state legislatures. Mm -hmm. And it seems that just uh, that Chief Justice Roberts, and those who, who read the tea leaves coming out of the Supreme Court, mm -hmm think that he's, he's of the thought that if it comes out of a federal court, federal courts have no business deciding procedural issues arising out of elections. Mm -hmm. it's, it's up to the state legislatures. Now, there appears to be a split amongst the conservatives on the Supreme Court, where uh, some conservatives, most notably, I think, Kavanaugh, is of the opinion that yes, the, the US Constitution, again, Article One, Section Four, explicitly states the state legislature makes the decision on these procedural matters, not the state courts. So his opinion is these cases, a state court extended these deadlines, mm -hmm. that's not legitimate. Only the state legislature should, and it's clear that they decided it should have been election day. So in, in the now, in the in the case of in the case of North Carolina that you referenced, uh, Professor, uh, you mentioned that they 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 gave an additional nine days. I believe is what correct. you said. 
where Correct. did they where did they come up with the, that number? What was that an arbitrary number? Well, I I think you know as some might say it is arbitrary, but it was probably just knowing the way these things. It was probably suggested in one of the briefs that was filed with the court that this is the number of days necessary. Maybe doing some you know, some discovery or uh, some evidence with regards to mailing across the state of North Carolina, something like that. So it may not truly be arbitrary, but it, uh, it, it, it certainly appears that way. But does someone say to, to a judge somewhere, uh, listen, uh, we are a pivotal state. We're a battleground state. And if you make uh, North Carolinians wait nine days to find out who wins our state, you're basically saying that to the entire nation because the winner of North Carolina uh, could decide who the who the not only who the president is, but who controls the U.S. Senate since you have a hotly contested race for the Senate there. Again, we're speculating here. I would doubt any good litigant, and, and I know you have on, on your panel a, a, a litigator, I would doubt any good litigant would say it that explicitly. Well, but I would also think that any good judge is already aware that their state has been deemed a battleground state and that this is, this decision could have incredible implications. I think it's likely that we are not going to know the outcome of this election for maybe maybe weeks and that's because we got a ton of mail-in ballots and bill you know about you know at the chicago board of elections you know you've got a glut of of ballots out there unfortunately under Mm -hmm. illinois law you can start processing those before election day there's states that have pennsylvania i believe is one of them two and a half million mail-in ballots and they're not allowed to touch them until until after the polls close, so right. they've got to open up two million b- b- ballots. They have to figure out which ones they're, they're going to count, which ones certify, which ones don't. We're not going to know. Those things are not going to happen overnight. It is folly to think that the, the, that these states that have these last minute rule, these rules that say you can't touch those ballots until everything's closed. You know, it's going to take a long time to do. The fact of the matter is we have a constitutional system where the states have a deadline to send their electors to Washington. Mm -hmm. and Every state has a different certification date. Let's live with it. It's going to take us some time. Let's not rush. You know, let's get it right. Count everybody's ballot. We've got a pause. We'll be back. 1-800-723-8289. Don't go away. For some, news is about their opinions. We believe the news should give you the facts without bias, so you can form your own. We believe in news, not talk. Facts, not opinions. News Nation is on every night at 7 p.m. on WGN America to give you the information you need. Everyone calls it the news, but we'll actually deliver on it. Seven nights a week in primetime. Find your local channel by going to WGNAmerica.com. News Nation. It's your news, your nation. Your tween made you see. We are the boy. It's painful concert number three. We are the boy band. We're five and nineteen. We are the boy band. Always singing on key. You love your kids enough to take them to see their favorite uh, band. Love them enough to make sure they're buckled up in the back seat. 
Show them you love them. Keep them safe. Visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Harrison's Reality Check. Want weekly reports predicting events before they happen? Stand by. Some real military tactics to get you asleep in a flash. Create a quiet, dark, comfortable sleeping environment without TV. Stop caffeine at least six hours before bedtime. And don't drink alcohol or exercise before bed. Don't go to bed hungry. And get out of bed if you can't sleep and nap wisely earlier in the day. Harrison's Reality Check. GoHarrison.com Tired of getting trapped in these bad financial cycles or by news that seems impossibly out of your control? For the first time ever, we're giving you access to some of the most elite, top-secret intelligence reports so you can know what's coming down the pike, often two months in advance, from stock markets to education and family issues. It's literally not available anywhere else. And it's only available one way. Get this subscription-only insider's audio each week by going to VIPWebinars.org. 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 Hey guys, it's Clyde. Listen, I want to talk to you very frankly about the increasing civil unrest we're seeing these days. You know, you can't turn on the news without hearing about more riots, violence, looting, killings, lawlessness, and mayhem. We also have to be concerned about power outages, epidemics, and quarantines, along with natural disasters that break supply chains and cut off store access. Sadly, I think the worst is yet to come, and the crescendo will be quite painful. However, I want to focus your attention on what you can do to survive. Priority one, in times like these, you have to make sure that you have enough food to eat, if and when the system falls apart. If you know me, you know I fully endorse my Patriot Supply. They're the only source I personally use and trust to get through these tough times ahead. You should too. Right now, you can save $100 off a four-week emergency food supply of delicious, nutritious meals the whole family will love. Go to preparewithgroundzero.com. That's preparewithgroundzero.com to get your food kits today. The future is uncertain. And I urge you to prepare by going to preparewithgroundzero.com and get ready now. That's preparewithgroundzero.com. It's JT and Leanne. Join us for Married with Microphones. Special guests, hot news topics, and our hilarious relationship report card. Saturdays, 6 p.m. on WCGO. Bruce Dumont back on Beyond the Beltway. Thanks very much. Uh, throughout this year and throughout campaign 2020, we've been uh, invited on many occasions on Sunday night, uh, guests from all over the country to share their thoughts and expertise with you. And uh, one such guest uh, joins our conversation right now. Uh, he is Robin Johnson. He is a professor of political science at Monmouth College. And also he is a host of Heartland Politics. That's a, tele- a radio show that's been around for a long time. It's now on WVIK. That's public radio in the Quad Cities. And again, uh, for those that remember, uh, it was... Well, Way back in at caucus time that uh, uh, you've invited me for the second uh, time in, in eight, four years uh, to come down and visit you. So we spent uh, the uh, the caucus together. And I want to get your sense uh, because the, the, the Des Moines Register uh, basically uh, said that Donald Trump has a big lead in Iowa in their recent poll. And I'm wondering... Uh, do you do you want to confirm that, or or what other things should be be should we be looking at in uh, not only Wisconsin but Iowa and uh, Minnesota, which is your bailiwick? Yeah, Bruce, uh, th- thanks for having me on. Uh, this poll released by the D- Des Moines Register was eagerly anticipated mm-hmm. because the Des Moines Register is kind of a gold standard on Iowa polling, and right. it showed that uh, uh, Trump had a, a forty-eight to forty-one lead, which shocked everybody because. Most polls showed a really close race. Uh, now, two polls have come out since then, 
um, that have showed it, uh, Trump ahead by four and one and by uh, uh, one point and another. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, two points and one and one and another. And right. the overall RCP average has Trump slightly ahead. So mm-hmm. it threw a lot of people off. The Democrats were up in arms. But I sense that... Uh, I, I sense that Trump's ahead here mainly uh, because uh, Iowa does have more of the uh, constituency that he does very well with, white mm-hmm. working-class voters, white voters without college degrees. Mm-hmm. I think it'll be close, but I do think Trump has a slight edge. Mm-hmm. The, uh, the the seven-point lead was a surprise. I'd be surprised mm-hmm. if it was that much, but I do think he's ahead, and I think he's he's got a little bit of momentum in a lot of these states uh, here over the past week where the polls have tightened up a little bit, but not not a lot. Now, in my prediction, which was 277 electoral votes for Donald Trump, I should say that uh, Iowa was, uh, I put Trump in the Iowa, uh, Iowa in the Trump column, uh, but I did not put Wisconsin there. I think Wisconsin is probably gone to Joe Biden. And my other surprise, I guess, if there was a surprise in my picks, uh, I put uh, Minnesota, that Minnesota, the president has spent a lot of time there, as has Biden. But uh, they've zeroed in and spent a lot of money in Minnesota, and that I guess that's one of the surprise ones in 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 my ba- uh, bag of tricks for election night. Well, as you know, uh, well, it, it was a big surprise. It wasn't reported much, but Minnesota came very close to uh, going for Trump last time, right? Um, and uh, the the polls uh, show a Biden lead there, but but it's it's fairly close. I. I think I think Biden's going to hold Minnesota and Wisconsin and Michigan. I think the the one everybody's focused on right now is Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. and uh, just based on what I've heard around that, uh, my focus, as you know, has been on rural rural areas. And right. while the turnout's up, and the Trump campaign, if Trump pulls this off, Bruce, I think one of the stories is going to be the Trump efforts in rural areas to increase the turnout. Mm-hmm. Um, and they've had some success, and they're trying to counter the increased turnout in suburban areas of women voters who would be yeah. more likely to vote for Biden. Well, certainly but, that's uh, where his rally, it, it, his rallies of all have been in, in small, small markets or, or, uh, you know, rural or even suburban areas over the last couple of weeks. And, you know, that, that nonstop, uh, uh, barnstorm he had yesterday in Pennsylvania was, was really quite something, uh, in, in Iowa, going back to Iowa for a moment, cause you do spend a lot of time talking about it. Uh, Joni Ernst to look like at the beginning of the cycle, looked like she was going to have an easy uh, run for reelection. Then it looked like she was going to be a dead bang loser. And I understand that she's uh, made a comeback as well. Yeah, she's slightly ahead, 0.5 points in the RCP okay. index, and the Des Moines Register poll uh, had her ahead by four points. Uh, a couple other polls come out since. The Emerson poll had Greenfield, her opponent, slightly ahead. This one's really tight, uh, and this one could be the 51st uh, vote in the U.S. Senate. Where did so, she go uh, wrong? Where did, you, Bruce where did she go wrong? Where, where did Joni Ernst, we don't know that she's going to lose, but but where did she go wrong? Right. Because she came in with, with quite a bit of uh, fanfare. I think the, 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 the ads have been very effective in hitting her on losing touch with Iowa. Uh, and I also think she made a mistake in a debate a couple weeks ago when she didn't know the price of corn. Uh-oh. Uh, and Greenfield did. Um, they, they claimed they didn't hear it, but that, that, uh, now there's others who say, well, that, it, you know, that's not going to hurt her, but it, it the, the Greenfield campaign pounces another evidence, more evidence of her not be, mm-hmm. being in touch with Iowa voters as much. Within, I think that's the main thing that's tightened up. Plus, plus the fact that this is the second most expensive Senate race. I mean, the ads have been on here 
I, I get the Quad City media market where I live. They've been on nonstop since June. With uh, we've got to move to the next caller, but I want to ask you within with all the political things that are within your sphere of of knowledge. What's the headline? What's the surprise headline we will have uh, next week based on uh, Iowa, Wisconsin, and or you said that Wisconsin and Minnesota, in your view, will will go blue. But uh, is it the turnout amongst rural voters? I think it's going to be turnout in general. I think we're looking at a 60, 65 percent turnout. Uh, It's going to be a heavy turnout and uh, it's just going to be who can get more of their people to the polls. Uh, if Biden wins, it's going to be the headline will be the, the suburban vote coming out strongly. If Trump wins, it's going to be all the work they did. And, and here's the other thing. The Trump campaign has been sending people door to door during even during the pandemic's early months mm-hmm. in the summer. And the Biden campaign really didn't get doing that until in the fall. And I think it was under pressure to some degree uh, from activists saying we're getting beat at the grassroots level. So I'm going to be watching a lot of that. Let me ask. Um, let me ask William. Yeah, let me ask William Cressy, who, who also joins us. Uh, uh, Professor, back to you. Uh, Minnesota, Wisconsin, and Iowa. Yeah. Are there any anything going on in those states that uh, uh, may raise some eyebrows on election night? Well, I think on election night again. Uh, just looking at the the states that were mentioned in the last few minutes: um, Wisconsin, Minnesota, Iowa, but also Michigan and Pennsylvania. These are all states where those absentee slash vote by mail ballots cannot, they can't begin processing them or counting them to either the day before or election day itself. So on election night, you know, it depends on what, where, how those numbers are in the states. It could be, you know, 40% of the vote may still be getting processed. And so there won't be any way of calling a winner in those states until uh, several days after the election. Mm-hmm. Okay. Thanks very much, uh, Bill. Stay with us. And Robin Johnson, thank you very much. Uh, WIVK Radio, Public Radio in the Quad Cities. Uh, it's called Heartland Politics. It's been on the air for a long, long time. Robin, nice to have you with us this evening. We're now going to switch and talk, bring uh, into our conversation uh, John Cass, the noted uh, syndicated columnist for the Chicago Tribune. John, welcome to Beyond the Beltway again. Hi, Bruce. How are you? I am fine. My question to you is uh, from a uh, from a journalistic perspective. Uh, how would what would your overview be on the way uh, the media has conducted itself during this long campaign for president? Well, I'm uh, I'm not too enthused with the way the media has handled itself ever since the election of Barack Obama. They treated him. They treated Barack Obama in general, particularly the Washington Beltway. The you know what people mm-hmm. say is the media, not the people covering your local school boards, uh, not the people covering uh, you know the crime in your city. Um, reporters, many reporters from many different news outlets do their job, but nationally, politically, the media was uh, treated uh, Barack Obama. As if he, as if they were the character Lucy Pevensey in uh, the Chronicles of Narnia, and he was some forest fawn that they loved feeding them tea and cakes. I mean, it was it was almost r- ridiculous to to see the coverage of the Nobel Prize 
uh, offered mm-hmm. and then awarded to someone who had just barely gotten the presidency. Mm-hmm. And it We're, hasn't really changed since then. Do you it have, hasn't really changed. The, they're, they're mostly, I think, are running uh, interference for, uh, for Joe Biden. And uh, what you see is uh, an amazing thing. Uh, uh, journalists, national political journalists, styling themselves as styling themselves as iconoclasts, but actually serving as the palace guardian. Mm-hmm. Joe Biden, who's the candidate of the of Wall Street, of big tech, of corporate media, um, is proceeding along the uh, route that was planned out for him. John, with every with everything that you have read and and know and the people you've spoken with over the last, let's say, five months, uh, obviously maybe intensifying uh, those conversations over the last several weeks, um, my prediction that Trump wins with a slight win of 277 electoral votes, electoral college votes, does that surprise <coughs> you? Anything about that surprise you? And do you agree no, with it? No, it does not. It does not. I'm not. I'm. You know, eight months out from the last election, mm-hmm. Bruce, I I predicted Hillary Clinton could not win, mm-hmm. and it didn't matter who was running against right. her. Mm-hmm. I didn't think it was going to be Trump, but I wrote a column: Hillary Clinton cannot win, and I stuck by it. This time, I don't know because uh, I'm so much depends on Pennsylvania, and then you have the lawyers crawling all over it, like yep. you. No offense to the lawyers on your panel. Right. But, um, you know, lawyers have a tendency to to crawl all over something. And uh, the Republic (laughs) is, right, no offense to those gentlemen. Uh, Stand by. I've got one final comment for you. We will be back with John Cass and more calls and with William Cressy as well and uh, with our in-studio guests. I'm Bruce Dumont. Don't go away. Opinions are everywhere when you watch the news. But what about your opinion? Why can't you just get the facts to decide for yourself? News Nation is on every night at 7 p.m. on WGN America, a nightly newscast in primetime that doesn't tell you what to think. Seven nights a week, News Nation will deliver you news, not talk. Facts, not opinions. Find your local channel by going to WGNAmerica.com. It's your news, your nation. Hope you enjoyed your meal. And I just want to say, he's lucky to have a brother like you. Lucky? Caring for my brother is far from easy. But he's a part of me, like my arms and legs, so I'll be his. No time for tired. Nothing can disable this love. He needs me. But I'm the lucky one, even though I need help now and then. If you're caring for a loved one, visit aarp.org caregiving for care guides and community. Support for your strength. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. Ever get the feeling that a clean car just runs and drives better than a dirty car? That's because it's true. Evanston Car Wash has been serving the North Shore communities for over 60 years, helping hundreds of thousands of cars stay clean, preserve their value, and give you a nice, clean ride. Not only will Evanston Car Wash make your ride sparkle, but they use a soft cloth that doesn't risk damage to your vehicle's surface. A car is one of your major expenses, so don't trust it to just anyone with suds in a bucket. Treat it right by taking it to the Evanston 
car wash. Pick from a variety of car wash packages starting at just $8, and you can save even more money by joining their membership program. Evanston Car Wash is open every single day. That's seven days a week at 8 a.m. Located right there on Dempster Street, just east of McCormick. For full details on custom wash and detail packages, just Google Evanston's Best Car Wash, and Evanston Car Wash will pop right up. Evanston Car Wash, the North Shore's number one car wash choice for over 60 years. It's me, your heart. High blood pressure is serious. And if you think I'm just going to keep ticking away, you're wrong. I can quit whenever I want, but I like my job. Just treat me better. Maybe we can do some exercise on occasion. After all, we're in this together. Don't let your heart quit on you. High blood pressure can lead to a stroke, heart attack, or death. Get yours to a healthy range before it's too late. Find out how at heart.org slash blood pressure. A message from the American Heart Association, the American Stroke Association, and the Ad Council. I didn't want to talk. She just sat with me. That was all I really needed. We got back. One day he called me out of the blue. And it's comforting to know that I always can count on him to have my back. She called me from time to time. I really didn't think I needed any help. It took me from being really depressed to feeling like somebody cared to give me some hope. Just that one text. Be there. Your call. Your presence. Your words. Your support. Be there and help save a life. Learn more about preventing suicide at VeteransCrisisLine.net. You're listening to Smart Talk on AM 1590, 95.9 FM, the Smart Talk app, and WCGORadio.com. Bruce Dumont back. We continue on Beyond the Beltway, and uh, John Cass of the Chicago Tribune joins us. Uh, and in studio, we have uh, Mike Miller and we have uh, Jacob Meister. And, uh, John, one of the other parts of this story in the last, uh, I'd say, 48 hours has been that a lot of major cities are beefing up uh, their police uh, um, barricades and, and, and personnel uh, for election night because a lot of people are considering or fearful of uh, violence. Uh do you expect it, and um, what's the difference between who wins? Will we only see it if one person wins? It's it's odd, isn't it, that the polls tell us one thing, but the uh, cities that are run mostly by Democrats are boarding up the windows of their downtowns? Mm-hmm. Uh, what does that tell us, that <clears throat> if the election doesn't turn out the way the people expect, that suburban suburbanites will come down to those cities and <laughs> like destroy yeah. Michigan Avenue. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's odd, isn't it? I uh, look. Well, the one so, thing the one there, thing I the one thing I hope happens, and I think you will agree with me, is that whether it is the governor of Illinois or the governor of Pennsylvania, or the governor of any state. I would hope that they move quickly and get the National Guard in if it's needed and don't wait two or three days to send them in because a lot a lot will be destroyed in that period of time. And I certainly hope uh, uh, we don't have it, but, you know, I'm a big boy and I think it's likely to happen. Well, Bruce, uh, it was, you know, you, you saw many cities and states not do that early in the, in the uh, season. Right, and then recently in Philadelphia, I think the the governor of Philadelphia realized that it could affect the suburban vote, so they moved the national guard in immediately. Yeah. So it's it's you know I don't know how to assess this. Eventually, I would assume the hard left, which is the dominant figure in the uh, party, 
Democratic Party will eventually devour uh, what remains of the moderates and liberals. Uh, but for right now, there's sort of like an uneasy truce, and we, that's one of the untold stories of mm-hmm. this campaign. And the other untold story, I think, is that no matter how this turns out, um, we have uh, our cultural elites have basically marginalized tens of millions of Americans uh, for because those Americans don't obey them politically. And long-term, that is really uh, not a good thing for the health of the republic. Jacob is shaking his head as you speak. Jacob, I Yeah, well, uh, a couple of things. First of all, I think that, um, you know, rioting after the uh, the election Tuesday, if everybody just is calm and realizes it's going to take – it's going to take a long time to count ballots and let the process go through and this – I don't think there's going to be rioting. I think what's going to incite it is somebody coming out going like, we need a result now. And this is an indication of fraud because there's 60 million (laughs) mail-in ballots that need to be counted. And that's fraud. I think if people are calm and say, let the process work the way through and everybody's fair and reasonable. We don't have a president who's out trying to gin up people you know, saying or this the is opposition, or the opposition, or, or the opposition, oh, whoever on, it is, just keep it. Just, just keep Republicans it. Republicans don't do that. What? Republicans just don't do that. Well, he's already said he's. He no, said I'm, if he I'm talking about even if he tries to get the truth, we don't go out and we don't go out and riot. I don't know. I've seen oh, those pickup trucks with uh, oh, with those with those uh, pride oh, proud uh, boys or whatever they're called. That's uh, even that's even that's beneath you. Come on, that's even beneath you, Jacob. I I'm sorry. I, I don't buy that. I, I don't uh, buy that. There's not that. There's not violence being ginned up on the right. I, I just where do you that, believe? They, do you what? believe? They break do, do you I, believe I believe some of the rioting that we saw a... in some of our cities in in June and in August were there were there were the right one. You had those. What are the Proud Boys? The, the, All the, six the, of them. No, no, it's a it's a very substantial group. Yeah, with a I black mean, I, leader, by the way. I don't know if you know that the leader I, of it, Proud Boys but, is black. But but you you have you have you have and and the right wing is not willing to recognize that you have elements that are. Wing, is the left wing willing to uh, to to? Uh, they haven't accepted that. the twenty sixteen yeah. election. Have, have you have you understood that? I, are, I think are, if, are, I, as as someone who is of the left. Are you willing to acknowledge that some of those demonstrators in Portland and Washington and New York and, and wherever, some of them may have a political bent and it's based on violence? Would you acknowledge that? I, I believe that there that there are some on the left who who engaged in what I consider to be other than nonviolent, I think the vast majority are nonviolent. But you have to also recognize that on the right, you had you have those who wanted to incite violence, and the first bricks in many instances were thrown, and we know it were thrown by those on the how right who are coming at. How do you know? You, know that? You, you have you have the, the, it, it's boy, absolutely I, true, and the right wing doesn't recognize terrible. it. You've got I, you've I, got Donald Trump who sa- who cheered these people on at the at the first presidential debate, saying John, the Proud Boys, oh, stand down. Yeah, you know, okay. he won't condemn them. He won't condemn 
the 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 white the white supremacists who has. are who are he has that's not. the big lie you've told him the big lie about John, him and the white supremacists okay. how many times does he have to say i i hmm. i, I jo- deny white supremacists i John, saw charlotte i saw charlotte i saw charlotte that's the big lie i can't believe you're telling the big lie but you know the, yes the, i can't the, believe yeah. what i i can't believe what i'm hearing from mr meister but uh, I, I would expect him to demand that Donald Trump uh, denounce cannibalism as well. Oh, well, I mean, yeah. come on. Well, that's this, that's this, that's that's what the QAnon that's what the, his QAnon folks have been accusing, you know, of the oh, great left wing conspiracy. Wait, I mean, it's the, the QAnon. Excuse you know, me, this sir, whole thing with putting, this child trafficking and this—it's just all, all right, I don't have to, conspiracy. I, I, I'm a journalist. I'm not going to be involved in this nonsense. If Bruce, if you don't. Get a hold of this guy. I'm, I'm walking because well, I'm not a member of QAnon. I don't support it, and all I'm all we're doing is pointing out that uh, that the left, hard left, has been devouring yes. uh, liberal cities, and the liberal city the mayors like Lori Lightfoot are stuck in a hard place. They're they're panicking and they're out of they're they've lost their their bearings and. To, Hear this nonsense, this McCarthyist nonsense from an officer of the court yeah. on your program. Was there a single, uh, was there a single, was there a single riot in Chicago that was ca- caused by the right? All the destruction on I was out protesting. I was out protesting. Absolutely, you had right wingers in big numbers breaking windows. What were the big numbers? They were the one. They were. They actually brought. They actually helped incite it. How did you know they were right wingers? You you can you you know you know smell them. Can you smell them? And I also saw. I also saw. I also saw tremendous number of license plates. On, uh, uh, during the looting that were, and I was out. I mean, I, I was what out. Were you doing? What were you doing? Were you I was looting? out. I was out. I was out helping board p- places up. I was out with clients. I, you know, I clients. was out. I, I actually, yeah, I had clients who were devastated, were they being destroyed. Arrested? Yeah. No, their their businesses were destroyed. I mean, by I had clients right. who they were destroyed by the right. I don't, well, you, no, I mean, you're cruising up and down the street. You're cruising up and down the street. You saw folks, cars folks, from folks, Iowa. From, back, from, they're allowed folks, to cruise. Folks, back to your corners. We're going to move on. This was this. You know, this is this is our last broadcast. We're not going to spend it talking about. He said, he's, "Who threw the first brick?" John Cass, thanks very much for joining us this evening and for this week uh, and for many uh, times during this campaign. And uh, we'll have a lot more to uh, say in the weeks to come. Hopefully we'll know who the president is and certainly uh, I hope next week. Anyway, thanks very much for joining us, John Cass. Um, uh, By the way, on the subject of election night, uh, wherever you're listening, uh, I will be uh, joined by Dan Proft and by Sean Thompson, and by Mike Scott, who's the news director of AM560 WYND in Chicago. We will be going on there at 7 o'clock on election night. We're going to be staying very, very late. I don't want to say we're going to be staying to the very end, but we're going to stay pretty, pretty late. And again, wherever you're listening, AM560 WYND Radio. If you're listening around the country, you can certainly pick that up uh, online and uh, tune in and all the places where you can pick up stations from out of the out of the region. And again, uh, I'll be there anchoring and again, we'll have all the latest uh, news uh, and numbers uh, from uh, Mike Scott. And also uh, uh, we'll be dealing with a lot of the affiliates along the Salem radio network uh, on election night. So tune us in. Uh, we'll go back. To, well, let, let, let's before we go back. Um, 
Do you expect there's going to be violence, Mike? Uh, I do. If Mr. Trump wins, even if it's two weeks afterwards, uh, if Mr. Trump loses, there'll be just a lot of hurt feelings and we'll go to work the next day. I don't foresee the Republicans doing anything in the streets. That's just not how we behave. We're not like that. We don't go to the streets and, and destroy other people's businesses and throw bricks through windows. And we just don't do that. I, I don't know of any. I, 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 I don't totally, know of any I disagree. riots. I disagree. What? I, I guess I. Well, you disagree. I, I, I think at, uh, there's I, the right wing the has had great incentive to to agitate and call, and bring about violence. You see these people; their pickup trucks are. Are they only? Going, that, are they only? Are they going to pick up and, and and are and, they going to do that? What 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 prompts them to do it? They're they're what, out. What, there's there's reports. Jacob, all what what? prompts them to do it because it's because donald trump can get up there and start talking about the evil violent left wing and it's and and it's in so his it, interest to, it's in his interest what's going to be have, in his interest to, if if the election is over and he's lost oh well, he he's already said he's gonna call on his three new supreme court justices to do his bidding for him okay so there is no way that donald trump can lose this election and and fade away He's already Quietly. said. He's already said if he's okay. either going to win it at the ballot box or he's going to win okay. it with his Supreme Court. So you believe him? Uh, it's a foreshadowing okay. what his We've intention got a de- is. We got a Democrat finally agrees with Donald Trump. I'm Bruce Dumont. One more segment. Don't go away. You should form your own opinions when you're presented facts without bias. That's what we call news. Every night at 7 p.m. on WGN America, news has a new primetime home. News Nation. Without all the talk and without an opinion so you can make yours. It's not how it used to be. It's how it should be. News Nation. Seven nights a week on WGN America. Find your local channel by going to WGNAmerica.com. Because it's your news, your nation. Steven. Who said that? Me, down here. Ugh, what are you, a yellow booger? I'm a banana slug, Steven. What are you doing in my room? I'm your sense of adventure. It's been a long time since we've had an adventure in the forest. Mom took me to the forest last year. I'm a slug, Steven. It took me a long time to get here. You're right. I should get out. Yeah, the forest is not that far away. Hey, Mom! Come to the forest where the more adventurous you lives. Check out discovertheforest.org for cool places nearby. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. Attention former Boy Scouts. If you were a victim of sexual abuse by an adult member of Boy Scouts of America, the time is now to demand justice and accountability for your suffering. Call 800-836-3231. The Boy Scouts have created a compensation fund for the victims of the abuse they ignored. The deadline for claims to be submitted is November 16th. Call 800-836-3231. If you do not currently have an attorney, you need to call now for a free confidential consultation about your case. Call 800-836-3231. Don't wait. The time to act is now. It doesn't matter how long ago it happened. If you were abused, call now. The money has already been set aside to compensate the victims. You won't have to take anyone to court. Call 800-836-3231. If you were a victim of sexual abuse while in the Boy Scouts, make the confidential call now. The deadline for claims to be submitted is November 16th. 800-836-3231. That's 800-836-3231. 
It's JT and Leanne. Join us right here on Chicago Smart Talk for Heart and Home, presented by Exit Realty. Each week, we'll have a lot of fun with exciting features and talk with some of the top real estate industry leaders right here in Chicagoland. The show brings you up to date with trending news items, local market conditions, hot listings around the listening area, and also opportunity if you're looking for a great career in real estate with Exit. Heart and Home, Sundays at 4, right here on WCGO. Are you sick of having your content dictated to you by some faceless corporation? Do you want the freedom to say what's on your mind and not on the script given to you? Then consider joining the Gab Radio Network. Gab has all of the technical expertise of the big guys with none of the confining restrictions or political agendas. Here at Gab, we just want to help you put on a great show. To learn more, email info at gabradionetwork.com. That's info at gabradionetwork.com. Gab Radio Network. Talk unfettered. The Dave Ramsey Show. Chicago Smart Talk, AM 1590 and FM 95.9, the exclusive home for the Dave Ramsey Show in Chicago. Bruce Dumont back in Chicago. Let us go to uh, Rick Levin. Rick, are you listening to us tonight? I sure am, Bruce. Rick, a quick question to you. For for those that don't recall your visit here last uh, several months ago, uh, you're one of the country's leading uh, real estate auctioneers, and also uh, you're very much involved in the commercial real estate world. Uh, When you were on here about five or six months ago, we talked about uh, what appeared to be a devastating future for the commercial real estate uh, industry. And my question to you is, uh, do you see any significant difference in, in how your industry will react depending on if Donald Trump wins or if Joe Biden wins? What's the difference? Well, you know, I think real estate's a local market, and so there may or may not be big reactions. I think some of the issues that we have to consider, of course, is uh, Trump says that if Biden wins, your 401k goes to zero. Obviously, if uh, the stock market were to crash, uh, that would affect all sorts of real estate and all sorts of purchasing ability, uh, literally, and the psychology behind residential and commercial purchases. Now, that's on one side. Interest rates, uh, according to the Fed, will remain low probably for years. And low interest rates typically help buoy the, the, uh, the ability to buy real estate and to borrow money. Uh, there, nothing has really changed, though, with commercial real estate. Shopping centers are still being devastated. People aren't running out to the mall. People aren't certainly running to a restaurant, which, keep in mind, is often uh, in, in real estate, of course, and movie theaters mm-hmm. and all the rest, and, and what Amazon is doing to commercial shopping centers. And then, of course, right. you have office buildings. So many people are working from home and Jack Dorsey from Twitter says people can work from home forever, and even 97% of Goldman Sachs workers are working from home. So Mm -hmm. office buildings, shopping centers, those are still big problem areas. And then back to the conversation in the last segment, residential real estate in the central business districts around the country, and we've seen a migration there the last 30 years to high-rise condos. If we see more rioting and looting in the downtowns, there'll be a perception that downtowns are not as safe. And, of course, with COVID, there continues to be a fear in high-rises when people actually have to get into an elevator and push a button. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're scared to do so going up to their 3 or $4 million condo. Right. So all those play lots of issues. And um, 
those are going on. And there may be situations where either a Biden or Trump victory will have uh, greater implications on all of those fronts. Within the people that you deal with, your sphere of friendship and, and influence, are most of them going for Biden or are they going for Trump? Most of them don't want to admit it, but they're going for Trump because I feel that um, what I'm hearing is that economically speaking, Trump has done a pretty good job. A lot of them don't like the rhetoric that sometimes he spews out of his mouth. And certainly as far as um, his ability to uh, navigate the pandemic, he's not been given A's, he's been given B's and C's. But the question remains if any other president really would have done a much better job. And so I I think a lot of the real estate people that I come into contact with Mm -hmm. think about whether they're financially better off than they were four years ago. And aside from the pandemic, I believe they think they are. Mm-hmm. Okay. Good point. Thanks very much, Rick Levin, for joining us. Let's go to Eric Cohn. Eric has been a uh, frequent guest on this program. He is a libertarian. We've had lots of libertarians on uh, this week. Uh, uh, you're not a big fan of Donald Trump, so I'm not going to ask you who you're going to vote for, but uh, of, of the events that have happened in the last uh, two weeks, uh, are they taking this uh, election in one particular direction that you see? I don't know that the events of the last two weeks matter all that significantly, considering that we're almost at the amount of turnout we had in 2016 in early voting right now. Mm -hmm. So I don't know that late October surprises are as meaningful as they otherwise would have been in previous years, which is why I don't think that the Hunter Biden story is imparsable as I think it is to most regular voters, even if it were clearer than I think it actually is, would even have that big of an effect in, in this here. I just don't think it's possible. Mm-hmm. And what about on the broader issue of civility and, and uh, uh, bringing the country back to some semblance of uh, civility and, and the ability to, to get along when this election is over? Are you worried about it? Well, I, I'm very worried about it. I'm worried about it no matter who wins. I tend to think that it will get much nastier if Trump wins. You know, Trump has this bad winner's bias problem that because he won in 2016 and everybody said that there was no chance of it, he wins again. Well, there's no one left who's going to be able to tell him no, and he's going to follow the id that we have seen from Donald Trump for the next four years. Second terms from presidents usually go badly. I think this one has the opportunity to get even worse. I think the reaction from the left will be even worse. I think it gets worse if Joe Biden wins as well, but I think to a lesser degree. But there's bigger problems we have to sort out than just who's the president of the United States. And do you see the Senate uh, going uh, towards the Democrats? I I think no matter who wins the presidency, I think the Senate is lost. I mean, you're going to have to have so many people outperform the president, and you're going to have to see such a degree of ballot splitting um, no matter what, for that to happen. I can't imagine it happening. Although I heard an interesting suggestion from Tim Alberta from Politico mm-hmm. that if you gave Joe Biden truth theorem, he would say that he wants the Republicans to keep the Senate because mm-hmm. he knows Mitch McConnell. They've been friends since sure. I think the Mesozoic era. And they would be willing to work together and make deals. And he could yeah. hold the crazier parts of the left at bay by just saying, we just don't have the votes to do court yeah. packing or any of the other radical things they want to blame do. It on, I think blame, the yeah, lost. Blame, blame it on Mitch. That's been a popular uh, battle cry for uh, the Democrats for quite some time. And again, Mitch McConnell obviously is facing re-election. Looks like he's going to make it in Kentucky. 
uh, come a Tuesday night. Eric Cohn, thank you very much for joining us with your uh, libertarian perspective, uh, not only tonight, but throughout the election year. And again, I want to thank Jacob Meister for joining us and also Mike Miller. Thank you very much for being with us. And uh, a reminder, if you go to our website, uh, uh, Beyond the Beltway with Bruce Dumont, uh, we'll put more specifics up about my prediction that I think Donald Trump will be reelected with 277 electoral votes, 261 for Joe Biden. I'll break it down by state when you go to the website. I'm Bruce Dumont. Don't forget, Tuesday night on WYND AM 560 election coverage, our thanks to our producers and uh, Connor McKnight and Randall Botner for their assistance in the production of this program. I'm Bruce Dumont. Good night from Evanston, Illinois. What is hope? Hope to me was just that he would get to come home. I had no idea how hard it would be once he got back. I wish she'd stop well, if drinking they're anarchists, so much. She thinks it's helping, but it's not. I hope she sees that soon. I act like I don't care if he comes to my games. But I hope he does. I used to hope he'd find happiness again. Now I hope. Our marriage makes it. I hope Grandpa will get help. He thinks it's too late, but it's not. With everything that he's going through, I hope he sees a counselor. I just want my brother back. I hoped he'd get help. Stop hoping things would get better on their own. He told me to stop asking. I didn't. Then one day he asked for a ride. Hope is knowing there are other families just like yours that the veterans they love got help and recovered. Go to maketheconnection.net and turn hope into action. Matt always knew he wanted to be a doctor. That's why he makes the most of every day. To study before breakfast. To work hard. To do whatever was necessary to achieve his goal. He found an answer in the military. If you have a passion, a vision for your future in any field, todaysmilitary.com can be your path to a fulfilling career. You have a calling. We have an answer. Find your way at todaysmilitary.com. My name is Bobby. I'm a veteran and lost my leg to a roadside bomb. My victory was going from a wheelchair to becoming a weightlifting champion. I'm Sam. I'm a veteran. My victory was finding a career I can be proud of and supporting my family. America's veterans are on their most important tour, the tour of their lives. I'm a veteran. My victory was going from homeless to home. At DAV, we're on a mission to help veterans get the benefits they've earned. I'm a veteran, and my victory was finishing my education. DAV offers veterans of all generations a lifetime of support for victories great and small. My victory was proving that disability is not a limitation. My victory was getting my service dog a new best friend. We help more than a million veterans every year as they face and conquer their challenges. My victory is being able to be there for my family. When America's veterans win, we all win. Help us support more victories for veterans. Go to DAV.org. Standing up for what's right. Helping out when things go wrong. Seeking the truth and speaking our minds. Not just making records, but breaking them. Leading the way behind the camera, beyond the runway, and on the silver screen. Not just making our mark, but making a difference. Now that's a job for a Girl Scout. Girl Scouts, preparing girls for a